This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 216, for the week of April 11th, 2010. Hey, hey, welcome to Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast. An extension of the all encompassing, well, once again, two Dragon Ball fan sites this week. We got Dyes and Chewy X, and over there we got. Contenti. Thank you, we, the both of us, cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit. Of entertaining Heath joining us two weeks in a row. What's up, I dude? I know. I seem to not have a life, apparently. <laughs> it, it helps that you are actually in the same country as me. That is true. And I didn't just move. Right. Yeah, Julian, I did speak with him briefly a little bit earlier today. He's all moved in, but, you know, what happens when you move in somewhere and stuff is nowhere? He's like, I don't have my headset and wife is asleep and blah, blah, blah. So, good time. So, it's just going to be you and me. We got Heath from Constantai. We got Mike from Daizenshu EX, I'm Vegeta EX, and I talk to people every week about Dragon Ball. This week it is you and I, dude. Sweet. We don't need no women's. <laughs> That's right. There's no women's in Dragon Ball, right? <laughs> no, never. All right, so this week we got a lot of stuff for you. The last couple days have just been an explosion of news, so we're going to cover all that good stuff, but we do have a nice little topic for you. Heath, you and I are going to talk about Vegeta. Uh, this fits in really well with today's time frame because it's actually stuff that's on the most recent Dragon Box from Funimation. I didn't even realize that, but I wanted to spot check a scene and I figured, oh, I'll just pop in the, oh, it's on the recent Dragon Box. This ties in so well. How convenient. It is. We're going to talk about Vegeta and some of his little one-on-one rivalries during the Frieza story arc. Now, I did say we're going to have a manga review of awesomeness coming up soon. Well, here's the deal. I had a busy week. Jeff just flew back home on Thursday. Julian moved. I haven't had time to go anywhere, so we're going to do it next week. That's cool with you, right? It's cool with me. All right. That's the plan. Mid-month manga review of awesomeness coming your way. Uh, hopefully next week, that'll be volume 34, if you have not yet read it. So that's a combination of... Uh you know what's going on this episode and some housekeeping stuff. The only other thing I'll mention is we do have a contest going on on the site. Uh, I will repeat all of the information later in the episode, but you can win a copy of Attack of the Science on the Nintendo DS. Good stuff there. Heath, you got any random nonsense you want to talk about? You got any housekeeping? What's going on, man? I don't have a whole lot going on. Um, things are just going kind of slow, taking it easy. So That's you know. good. That's how things go. All right. Well, speaking of not slow and not taking it easy, let's talk about the news. First bit of news is not really news. I guess it's more of the celebration variety. April 5th was a big day. April 5th, 2009, almost a year ago, just over a year ago now that we're recording this, Kai began airing on Japanese TV April 5th, 2009. Heath, we're what, 51 episodes in, I think? Yes, tonight will be 52. It's been a full year of Kai. There's a big discussion in there somewhere, but I feel like we've had it over (laughs) the last several weeks and last year on the show. So, Oh, yes. Nowhere to really go with that at this point, so we'll move on. The other thing on April 5th, it was a big day here, Toriyama's 55th birthday. It's a lot of fives. It's a lot of fives. April 5th. 55th. He's not an old guy. A lot of people said, I thought he was older than that. He's not. 55. 
No? He's still kicking, right? He's oh, good. he's got plenty of good years left. That's it. I mean, there's not a lot to say there. <laughs> We're happy. <laughs> and no matter what, his day will always be synonymous with Dragon Ball Kai. I know. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you keep it going here with other, uh, I guess, actual news? All right. Well, in this month's issue of V-Jump, there's actually a big advertisement for the new Dragon Ball Illustration book, Ogo no Senshi. And so we actually found out a bunch of details which are not available anywhere else on the internet, apparently. So uh, the book comes out on the 16th, so we're actually approaching it. I believe it's next Friday. And then I can finally put in my Amazon order. <laughs> Dude, the, the shipping is just ridiculous. I, I mean, know. The, the cost of this plus the Uranai book, the cost of the shipping for that is more than the books itself. I Isn't it ridiculous? So I'm kind of holding off. I think I'm just going to wait until I next go up to New York and hit Kino. Yeah. And I haven't decided there. what I'm going to do yet. I'm hoping maybe I can bundle it with a bunch of other stuff and make it worth it. Yeah, but... I know. Anyway, so what else we got here? Um, we found out that actually we'll cover pretty much just Goku. Anything with Goku on it. It's going to be... Um, we're, I'm not quite sure if they're hinting at new material, but it's going to be like movie posters, you know, any illustrations done for Jump uh, that has Goku in it. And we did find out that it's actually going to go up through GT. So it'll cover from his childhood up through GT because it specifically notes that there will be Super Saiyan 4 images of Goku included. And it will also come with new interviews from character designers and other such highly esteemed people. So that'll be pretty cool. And we still have no cover art. So um, I'm clicking the link right now. Again, nope, nothing. Still nope. nothing. Yeah, I think I check it every morning when I get up. <laughs> I know. But other than that, that's, I mean, that's what we know, but it still sounds pretty cool. So Yeah, I'm much more looking forward to this one than the uh, Choose Your Own Future book. I'm really hoping that if this does really well, they'll continue it yes. and maybe do some other characters. Because other series have gotten a lot of illustration books, and Dragon Ball has not. There's a lot of stuff out there. So. I know. We, I feel like we talk about this frequently, where Dragon Ball is this huge thing. I mean, we have Kai. This is kind of an unprecedented thing. But the amount of merchandise, I feel, is not as overwhelming as it really could be. I mean, we could have new books. I guess we have the Animanga and stuff, but that was pre-existing before Kai. Yes. I, I feel like there should be so much more. There should be illustration books every two months. There should be new CDs Yeah, constantly. just think of all the cover art that they've done for all the Dragon Box single DVDs, oh, all yeah, the Kai yeah. stuff, all the Animanga, all the new CDs have come out. There's all this really new gorgeous artwork that's out there that you can't really find anywhere else. So it'd be pretty cool to get that. But I will note, um, I think it was in the latest Dragon Ball Kai Blu-ray release, I think the mm -hmm. box two, they actually, in the Dragon Book included, they started reprinting all of the Dragon Ball Kai DVD covers. Oh, cover nice. Illustrations. So maybe they're starting to trend towards that. Like, hey, maybe we should actually do something with this stuff. Right, and there's a big premium on getting those Blu-ray boxes, so it makes sense that they include some nice material like that. So now you actually have some new news. Hooray, video Hooray. game stuff. We love this, right? Except right? my PSP is broken. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we do have a new PSP game coming. It's been interesting because there's been a lot of rumors recently about a new PSP game coming for the franchise, but nothing real solid. But uh, it is fascinating to see those rumors 
genuinely turn into something. Uh, the way that this kind of went and led into becoming reality, I guess Sean Schemmel, who plays Goku for Funimation, noted on his Facebook page recently that he is or will be recording for two Dragon Ball games this year, which was kind of news to everyone, really. I mean, we know we have Dragon Ball DS2 or Dragon Ball Origins 2 coming, uh, but he, I don't know if he does any other side characters, and we don't even know if that game's going to come with English or Japanese voices, so kind of wrote that one off in terms of voicing. So what else would there be? Well, maybe this was going to be it. Just a couple days ago, Japanese blogs were noting that an upcoming issue of Jump would debut Dragon Ball Tag Versus for the PSP, and then sure enough, very next day, we got the scans of it. Seems like this game is coming this summer in Japan, and it's going to have two-on-two battles, and it'll have multiplayer, and it'll have Goku, Vegeta, Frieza, and Cell as far as we know, and that's as much as we know right now. And then you can fight your friends. Hooray! Yay! Uh, I don't know, there's a couple screens in here, there's not a whole lot to go on. What do you think? It looks like you can kind of target one of the two people you're going after, but we don't know how it's going to work at, at all. I mean, it really, uh, you can take it just straight from the name. It looks like a get two people together and fight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Yay. all we know right now. <laughs> we'll come back to that. I mean, once stuff starts coming out for a game, usually we have a deluge of more scans and more info through VJump. And I'm Weekly sure there'll be so. something in VJump especially. We'll get more. Alright, let's uh, go back over to Kai then for a little bit, I guess. Tell me what's Yay. going on. We love Kai, don't we? Oh yeah, well it gives <laughs> us never-ending source of things to talk about, even when we don't want to talk about Very it. That's alright. Um, well, it seems like we're going to be going right from Frieza being defeated on Planet Namek straight into Frieza showing up on Earth. So for anyone out there that can do the math, that means we are skipping the Garlic Jr. arc completely. Wow! Alright, so this makes complete sense, doesn't it? I mean, Kai has always been, I don't know, kind of touted as closer to the manga and following Toriyama's vision, whatever those key phrases were. So it makes sense that the Garlic Jr. arc, which existed exclusively in the TV version, it's one of two, kind of these self-contained I guess you can call them filler story arcs that were created for the DBZ TV series. There's the Garlic Jr. arc, and then there's the Anioichi Budokai that happened uh, after the Cell game. So, Garlic Jr. is not going to appear. That probably means that the aforementioned Afterlife Tournament will not happen if and when Kai gets right. to that point as well. But, hey, we're going straight to Trunks. Which is nice. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Um, even the episode titles that they used are almost taken straight from the manga chapter titles. Yeah, I've been noticing that about the titles. It's kind of a, a nice nod over yeah. to that. Now, you did note something kind of interesting, and that's we don't actually have an official confirmation on Takashi Kusao playing Trunks, but it seems likely, right? It seems very likely. Um, I've seen on a lot of Japanese blogs, and then even Japanese Wikipedia's already updated that he'll be playing the character. Oh, all right. Um, I'm still waiting for the official Kai site to actually confirm it, but it right. seems really plausible that it's going to happen considering he's voiced Trunks in all of the recent video games. I mean, he just did Trunks in Raging Blast. So right, right. I, I don't really foresee him saying, no, I'm not going to do that 
but I'll do all the video games. But you never know, because we've had some weird voice casting issues going on. Yeah, we've especially had some flip-flopping with Tension Han. It doesn't seem like there is an official, this is now the voice. I mean, Midorikawa does right. him in Kai, uh, but for example, he didn't do it in the most recent Wii game, even though he had already been announced as playing Tension Han in Kai. So there's some stuff up in the air. I, I do wonder, though, were there any Kai debuts in Raging Blast? I don't remember what the timeline was for. Everyone that was announced for Kai did play those roles. Like all of Ginyu Tokusentai, right. it was the Kai voices because those had been announced. Yes. But I, I think Zarbon and Dodoria were also their Kai voices. I believe so. I know I noted it in uh, the review of the game that we have up on the website, but... Yeah, so, I mean, Takashi Kusao is one of those, to me, he's one of the big voices in the show, especially because he plays Future Trunks as well as Chibi Trunks later on. I mean, he's kind of a big role, so I, I think we all just assume he's coming back. Well, I mean, from here on out, I mean, he's in the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It'd be kind of, it'd be really nice to see him come back. If he doesn't, eh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, at, at the same time, I think people are, we knew this before. We did have Daisuke Gori, who recently passed away. But I think we all are collectively realizing now, oh shit, King Cold is coming up, right? They would have had to recast King yep. Cold as well. And we don't know who's going to be playing him, do we? No. Like huh. I said, nothing, nothing official has been said and for king cold i haven't even seen any speculation oh wow okay so that we'll just have to wait and see yeah we couple weeks we'll be finding out on that one i know that's that's the weird thing it is coming up fairly soon and i'm wondering if they're having some problems with it because usually they've been updating the official kai site like a month before that episode oh yeah i mean we knew about roles long before those characters actually showed up in the series and they were all they announced the replacement characters i mean they did the the main cast way early on as well but anytime there was a replacement coming the official site did update with that stuff pretty early well and i, I kind of like you said the the main cast i would consider trunks one of those main main cast members oh yeah and so far they've done everything in their power to get all those people to come back so that's why i really don't see them going away from any of those people but you never know <laughs> i would say the other really big one that we don't have confirmation on and it'll be coming soon is norio wakamoto for cell i mean sure yes. there's also dr garo there's number 19 there's number 17 and 18 there's also well we know um mitori is there because he's playing tension Han now so it seems likely that he'll play 16 again well and then you had you know gory daisuke and mr satan and right right oh so, a lot of Yay. stuff we'll have to be uh, looking forward to and covering at that point. All right, let's move away from the Japan side of things and over to the U.S. side of things. I don't know how we really want to have this conversation. Let's just start we it off. <laughs> we, we do. I mean, it's important. We, we should talk about it. But let's okay. start off the conversation by saying it's lovely how, unlike a decade ago, we can just sit and laugh at it. And it doesn't affect us in any way whatsoever because in 1999 when Funimation was putting out season three on VHS and on TV the uncut home release was VHS only and there were two VHS releases there was the edited version that aired on TV and also the uncut version this is the time when Funimation's uncut meant that the visuals were not changed dialogue could be completely changed around say nothing of cut (laughs) Right. Forget the voices, forget the music, uncut and visuals. We don't have that problem anymore with Kai. It's already been basically confirmed that, I mean, the video totally uncut on the home release. 
We've heard examples from conventions over the last couple of weeks. That's something we'll talk about, too. Uh, the dialogue is way, way closer to what they actually say in the original script. That's no longer a concern. The music is being kept. So the TV broadcast and the editing that's going to be going on in Nicktoons, again, it's something we can just sit and laugh at. It doesn't affect us. But let's talk about some of these examples because they are so funny. Nicktoons, as I kind of predicted, is putting up some... Actually, if you string a few of them together, you almost get an entire episode. I think they have about yeah. five clips up right now. Uh, I mean, they're all taken from the first episode, and they're all over a minute. I think one's even two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get a pretty good idea of what this TV broadcast of Kai is going to look like. So right off the bat, you can see that all of the blood on Bardock's face has been edited away. Now, if you don't remember episode one of Kai, about half of it was spent doing a flashback of the Bardock special in the first Dragon Ball TV series. So Bardock does show up there. And something a lot of fans picked up on right away was, well, his scar, which is part of his character (laughs) design, is edited away as well. Now, as I noted, I I think a lot of people picked up on this and people aren't going grovel, grovel, grovel over it. It was just an unfortunate victim of having to clean up the rest of the blood on his face. I, I don't think they're intentionally getting rid of scars. I think it just happened to be in the way. Well, and if you just look at the rest of the picture, even I find other things that are funny about it, how like the the shading, because there's a key blast going off uh-huh. on the right side of the screen. And so there's all these, oh, what do you call them? Like shadow marks going across? It's like shadow speed lines and stuff. And well, there's blood there. So they had to edit On the left side of, of its face, away. they're all gone. So it looks like the shadow's coming out of his ear. Right, it's actually right. supposed to be like the corner of his cheek. And then they've cut off a crease from his cheek. And okay, so we're just going to redo this whole side of his face. I, I feel like they're reanimating the scenes that were just reanimated for Kai, which is kind of funny. And it's like even just some of the scrapes that aren't bloody, you know, just like scruffy marks. Those, right. A lot of those are gone in certain places, but then left in others because there was no blood there. Well, with the way Kai is, I mean, some of the new stuff especially is so flat that it's easy to just throw right. that paint tool on top of it and just smooth the whole damn thing out and you're done. But, eh. What you going to do? All right. So that's one example. Another one that people loved, and I did as well, because this, this is was, my favorite one. This is just a great far. toss back, literally to 1996, when Z first premiered here in North America. First episode, Kami Sanin's got his mug of, you know what? You don't even know what it is. It could be any it's clear drink. beer. <laughs> it could be anything you want it to be. In the first dub of the series, when Saban was distributing it, Funimation was dubbing it, they changed the color from this orangish, yellowish, clearly beer, to blue. Uh, now, is water that deep of a blue? Not really. So what is it? Who cares? It was funny because it was shaking around on the screen and we could all sit and laugh at it. I think we're laughing a little harder now in 2010 with this Nicktoons edit because now it's this giant, it's just white, but this it has like this little hemorrhage going on on the side and it's completely different color than you anything else. You can still else. see the outline of the yeah. yellowish gold color and then it's just white. I mean, I someone just took the eraser and literally went in and just traced around and deleted it. Again, I say, it's just we can sit back and laugh at it because it doesn't affect the home release. We already know the home release is there and uncut and available. So what, what do you think here? There's a, there's a few questions we have to ask. One is, who asked for the editing? Did Nicktoons ask and require that this be edited? Or is this something Funimation is doing on their own free will just to make it better and more palatable to give to Nicktoons? What do you think? I really have no idea. 
Because no, both options are completely plausible. You just never know unless somebody officially comes out and says. Um, I guess if I had to guess, I would say maybe Nicktoons. Like just knowing Nickelodeon and the type of shows they do, you don't really ever see blood as far as I know. So No, that's true. All right. So let's talk about this. Something that a lot of people have brought up and it's totally valid is the show Avatar, Last Airbender. That show has scars, <laughs> so obviously they're not <laughs> singling out scars. They're censoring the scars, damn it! But there are people hitting each other from time to time. There is death, and I know the example I'm seeing all over the place is the blood bending. If you don't know, it's a process where uh, there are water benders. People can control water with their key and stuff. Well, there's an advanced person who can do that with blood. Basically, you kill a person by controlling the blood inside of them. I mean, this is something that is in a show by Nickelodeon of their own creation that airs on their own station. So where do you draw the line and what is hypocritical? I mean, blood being shown versus talking about just the theory of it and maybe seeing it in practice. It does seem to me like there's a little bit of hypocrisy going on, but I think Dragon Ball outwardly shows the results of this violence a little more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I could see that, and that's a good way to put it. I can't say I've ever watched that show, so... Oh, that's a shame. I, really I, I know, I just... I had no interest in seeing it whatsoever, especially from going to anime cons and seeing... Seeing you know, that's always... where I sit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Having all the people who like, oh, this is anime, right? Well, no, it's a Nickelodeon show, and just... It's just one of those things where the fandom initially puts you off, and then our friend Megan lent it to us, and we watched it, and I was laughing my ass off during the first episode, and I said, damn it, this is a really good show. And <laughs> damn I ended it, up... now I like it, and I didn't want to. <laughs> exactly, I didn't want to. I ended up really, really liking it. And it has nothing to do with, is it anime or not? And you, you have to. You have to ignore fandoms on things. You can't let that affect your perception of things. And I know that... For Megan's sake, I will give it a shot. <laughs> there you go. I mean, this is something I know from Dragon Ball, where the fandom can totally drive people away from things. And you, you got to man up and do it to other shows as well and say, all right, I will give you a chance. So I will note, did you notice that in the, the clip that they put online of Roshi... And, you know, Balma showing up and all that, mm -hmm. that they actually edited out parts of that scene. Yes. I wasn't sure if you were going to mention that or not. Well, here's another discussion we can have. Is back in 99 when Funimation was doing the uncut versus the edited, you really had to sit and ask, well, are they editing because there's something to edit there? Or are they editing just to justify the existence of two versions, an uncut versus an edited version? There were dialogue changes back then. Nothing offensive was being said. It was just different for the sake of being different. And I have to wonder if they're doing something like this for the edited TV broadcast. But the difference is there's no home release of an edited version. That's true. I don't know. I mean, in this instance, it was basically Muten Roshi wants to play with her boobies. And, right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's going to be edited out, of course. <laughs> but there are other little things. I think uh, people were picking up on some other dialogue changes just from convention material that people had, you know, shaky cam recorded yeah. and put up. Just little bits of dialogue were changed between the two. I feel like uh, Funimation's got a great gig here where they're kind of recording the show twice and they get to profit off of sending it once to Nicktoons and sending it once to home distribution. That's a pretty sweet gig, right? There you go. That's how you make the money. That's right. 
That's why Funimation is the leader in the field right now. Because unlike Naruto, they're not putting out their edited releases anymore. They know, just send that over to TV. Do a shitty job with it, like this white liquid and all this stuff. Just send it over to them. Profit off the uncut stuff. Oh, man. All right, let's move away from the edited side of things. This affects us because it starts pulling in the Japanese side of things. And that's always intriguing to us. Something we've known and we kind of like, ah, let's not talk about it just yet. But it's great that conventions finally broke this. It's just out in the open. Attack names, at least some of them, are in their untranslated proper noun Japanese. We we have seen Makanko Sapo. Sounds like Kienzan is going to be back in there. There's some others up in the air, like Kikoho and Genkidama. Are those going to show up? Maybe. I don't know. This is exciting in a way. What are your initial thoughts on this? I like it. Just because it's uh, that's what I'm used to hearing, because right. I just watched <laughs> I the Japanese version, and so when they say things now, I'll be like, oh, sweet, I know what that is. You know, um, I do think Genki Dama and Spirit Bomb, I kind of think they'd probably just stick with Spirit Bomb because it's I think actually might. fairly close to an yeah, it's pretty decent translation. So but here's the thing. Are you going to translate them all or are you not? So there's a lack yeah, of consistency there. That's the, the other issue. But then I guess you could kind of say that if you really wanted to go out on a ledge and say it about how like Dodon Pa and Kamehameha and... Well, exactly. Kamehameha. How are you going to translate those? Right, right. I love the comparison people have brought up because some of the really, really, really hardcore dub fans are like, oh, they're changing the things that I know. You know, that's just the wording, the phrasing they've always used. You look at other shows like Naruto and stuff, they just use the attack name, the Rasengan and all that stuff. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's just what the standard is. Funimation is the anomaly here with their treatment of Dragon Ball. Well, nowadays, Ball. that's how it is because a lot of the times, I mean, you just think of them as names. That is yeah, what yeah. they're called. In some instances, I can understand how you would translate them because it is actually a word, maybe more well, so than an some actual. Some of them. Right. Um, I'm thinking more like Naruto and uh, God, I'm trying to think of an example. A lot like of his ninja arts are. Kagebushi no Jutsu, that yes. stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. It just depends on where you're coming from, I guess. Um, another yeah, yeah. instance is Tien, and then in one of the clips, Krillin says Tien Shinhan. Well, it's interesting because he goes Tien Shinhan, where there's right. that, that weird emphasis in the middle. That seems to be another thing that uh, Americans have difficulty with is rather than a flat pronunciation, there's always the middle syllable that they put that weird emphasis on. And that's where the horrible Naruto thing comes from rather than just Naruto. Naruto. So it, it is interesting that they're kind of being more... I don't want to say more correct, but you know where I'm going with that, where they're acknowledging yeah. his full name, but they're still using the change It's name. kind of like, okay, we realize we screwed up, but since everyone knows him as Tien, we'll have right. to leave that the way it is, but we'll still throw on the last part of his name. Right. And we did have launch in there instead of lunch. And yeah, uh, I did hear it, that. It, it sounds like all of their names, we've talked about that, some of it's trademark issues, copyright issues, because that's what they use over here. That's what they have the rights and the intentions to be using, so whatever. But uh, it does sound like some of the attack names for the TV version may revert back to the old stuff. I don't know that we have a hundred percent confirmation on that, and maybe we yeah. do, and we're just not supposed to talk about it. I don't remember because I've I, heard that as well. 
but I think okay. we're going to hear special beam cannon over on the Nicktoons broadcast, yep. which is very, very interesting. Again, going out of their way to create these two distinct versions of it. Um, I do think they're considering who their market is. Oh, yeah. Just totally. because Nicktoons, totally. I mean, really, who really watches Nicktoons? I mean, like the majority of people that watch Nicktoons, guessing their demographic is somewhere between, what, 9 and 13-ish? No clue. I mean, yeah. the majority of Dragon Ball fans in North America, we will always concede this, watch the show on Cartoon Network. They never bought anything, I mean, as well as the Orange Brick sold. Majority of fans just watch it on TV. That was it. That's all they know. And God bless them. They don't care about anything else. They don't care that it's from Japan, that these characters and their attacks have different names. That's just the show to them. It was just a cool action show on Cartoon Network. So yep. that's all they're aware of, and that's how it's going to show up on TV and we get to sit back and laugh at the scar edits and have our perfectly fine Japanese version and in a halfway acceptable English dub sitting alongside it for the first time, which is exciting for everyone. Just wait till Nickelodeon sits down and watch watches the Bardock special and realize his bandana is covered in blood. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Damn it, we didn't edit that. <laughs> That's a good point. I did not think of that. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> so, uh, theme songs dubbed over in English as well. Uh, sounds like Sean Schemmel is singing Dragon Soul in English. Some line changes here and there. Um, and Yeah Break is also dubbed in English as well for the English side of things. Something that I know you and I are very rarely going to tune into, but it's, it's neat to have, right? Sure. I, I can't complain. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I can't either. And and I understand that a lot of the dialogue changes because that's just in English to try to make it fit into the music a little nicer. Well, hold on. Go, go, let's do it has been changed to something else. <laughs> so I, okay, I never that, understand that. I never I, I'm not get that. talking about that. I'm talking about all the other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, you totally. Talk about that. So, hey, it's good to have, right? And we think it's going to air yeah. on TV. That's something we've heard from uh, Evil Gamer X. Uh, I find it a little odd that Funimation is like, hey, let's just use Sean Schemmel to do it. But in Japan, Toei's like, hey, let's just go out and hire a brand new artist. <laughs> let's get some dude. Like some guy that's actually a singer and stuff. I mean, not to bash anything on Sean Schemmel. I'm sure he sounds great. But I need, I am holding back. Because I'd like to hear a little better quality version. Exactly. I exactly. Really like, I want to pass judgment, but I don't until I can actually hear it. Because handycam stuff. Uh, or like you could hear people getting up and moving around and then the, <laughs> the audio fades in and out. And yep, yep. Well, how about some of this convention stuff? I mean, there were two cons. We had SakuraCon, we had Anime Boston. Sounds like they played it at both. We knew they were going to have it at SakuraCon, but the Anime Boston premiere uh, was new to me. That was news to me. There was <laughs> Uh, a lot of clips they're all taken down now but there are a lot of clips people are going as far as to uh, mux in the audio with uh, downloaded streams yes. rather than just the handy cam <laughs> stuff and that was pretty like, interesting Wait. and then the audio still fades in and out well this yep. is no good for me so I think they made a really good first impression on fans with the convention stuff and I feel it's kind of a shame that that's not what's out there right now because now fans are focusing on the editing of the show as much as it doesn't affect anyone if you just buy the home release. I mean, if you're cheap, right. 
great. You got to suffer with the edited version, but the uncut version is there and it's available and stuff is cheap enough now. I mean, 13 it's episodes. cheaper this than buying it from Japan. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. I mean, look at us not continuing our purchase. I know. I haven't bought anything since I bought the first Blu-ray and the first DVD. <laughs> I know. We're holding out like, please come over soon. Please come over soon. I do not want to pay 150 bucks for this box set. But I want those Dragon Books so bad. I know. I want the books. Can't they? They need to sell those things separately. I don't think they ever will, and we're just going to suffer by not having them. Anyway. So, what do you think? Is there anything else to say? We're excited to see it come over here as much as we don't even truly enjoy Kai all that much anymore. I, I cannot put in words just how fascinating and awesome and lovely and maybe 15 years too late, but still great to see the show being treated the way it was supposed to have been treated all along. Yeah. I mean, everyone I mean, wins here. For me and and you and Mary, it's kind of like, uh, that's great that they're doing this. And it's just too late for me. I'm not going to get into the dub now. I have no reason to get into the dub. Um, right, and that that's not even a bashing thing. That's No, just... no. And I think they're doing a great job. It just, I have no interest in it. I mean, I gave up 10 years ago. Why should I care now? But for anyone that's new to the series or going to be getting into it, I think this is a great starting off point. Oh, totally. It's no longer, well, other than maybe the Nicktoons broadcast, no longer are we going to have that, well, that's not actually how it is, kind of that squirming discussion feeling. It's just, yeah, man, that's the show. Do you like it? That's it. No more debate. Cool. All right, let's end our debates then. Oh, and then were you going to talk about episode titles? Oh, yeah, we we can note that. The episode titles seem to be... that. accurate translations i mean we <laughs> the funimation titles have always been like piccolo attacks or something yeah they went from these giant japanese episode titles down to these like two or three word episode titles in english and now they're fairly accurate and that's kind of cool it is i don't have much else to say about that yeah yeah that's it man right i think it just it, it goes along more with the the care that they're taking with the show this time around and right. how they're trying to get the dialogue a little more accurate and then they said well in the same stroke we might as well just do the episode titles as well right and this is just we we just respect this so much it's it's a good thing this is great yes i feel like we're not emphasizing that enough where <laughs> even in the cases where we don't care it's still awesome don't get us wrong we love it all right we're done with kai right i think so is there All other right. kind of stuff? There's got to be. No, there's only one other <laughs> bit of news that we'll toss out there. It's only tangentially related to Dragon Ball. But this oh, popped yes. up today. Um, I was so excited. Yeah, I know. And not just for one series, but for a couple series. According yes. to ICV2, uh, Toei is going to be shopping the rights to at least Dr. Slump at this MIP TV thing in um, Cannes, France next week. Dr. Slump's one of them. Sailor Moon is another one of them. That's big because they kind of just revoked all rights, especially with, um, what's their official? Is it Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon that they have been internationally calling the live action yes, one? Yes, I, I believe so. Once that came out, they're like, no, there is no more TV version of the anime. This is the only thing we're focusing on. We don't want anyone else release. Now we're back to, yeah, um, we want to shop this around and we did a nice little remaster on it. Here's my prediction. Dr. Slump... Sailor Moon, Funimation, coming out in 2012, right? I totally agree. And I want them to do this. I really want them to do this. Dr. Slump's, I think, going to be a hard sell because it's a long series. It is. And, I mean, Kodocha did not do well. Kodocha was a shoujo as well, though. Dr. Slump is just straight up shown in slapstick. So uh, well, maybe that'll do a little better. The um, They had Dr. Slump boxes 
that came out. Yes. That received the same treatment as the Dragon Boxes. Right, right. So we have so, a good source for it. I mean, it would be great to actually get those. That's one. I think they would have to do more than 13 episode releases, though. I mean, that's I the kind of so. show. you, you got to put out as much as you can and just charge a little bit extra. But you got to cram those long-running shows out. The way they've done Dragon Ball. It's like 280-something. Yeah, I don't remember. And there's two Doctor Slump series. There's one that replaced GT right. in 97. So, I mean, there's multiple the things. Doctor Slump 90s version. Yeah. I, I really like the theme song to the uh, second Doctor <laughs> Slump series. I gotta say. It's crazy, and it's it's just awesome. And it's so ironic, because then Goku makes cameos in that. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's why it's tangentially related, because there are crossovers. I mean, we do have Arala show up in the Red Ribbon arc, and Goku shows up in both of the Doctor Slump series. There's some stuff there we would love to see. There's more Dragon Ball material, and stuff we have never had here in the US. Like I noted in the update, the only thing we've had has been a censored manga release from Viz. I mean, a lot of it's just cigarettes and that kind of stuff, but there, there's some... Well, and I was talking to Jake, too, about... Because we talk about Dr. Slump every once in a while, and we do not envy Viz at all for having to translate that, because that's no, a very no. hard series to translate. <laughs> totally, totally. Because, for anyone that doesn't know, a lot of the jokes are very inside Japanese-ish type jokes, and if you don't speak Japanese, you cannot accurately translate them into English. Right. So that's why some of the jokes come off as like, I don't get it. That didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, not only is that not funny, but that actually didn't make any sense. <laughs> right. So that's why it'll be interesting to see how they would handle something like this. But I I'm still pumped. I think Funimation should do it. If I think they so too. To me. I would not have said this 10 years ago, but Funimation of today, God damn it, get that stuff. I will pay you for it. Let's go. They can do it in one shot and not have to redub it and redub it and redub it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, then there's the case of Sailor Moon, which had a dub before, but, well, two seasons right. were edited only. They did S and Super S uncut dubs, but they're all the dubs. Ah, not a Sailor Moon podcast, but... Have you talked to Mary about it at all yet? Yeah, we were talking a little bit about it this morning. I mean, Stars is something that has never been released here in the U.S., yeah. so let's go. Come on, bring it out. That's the news, right? I think so. I'm sure stuff. there'll be more later. We were talking for a long-ass time about the news, so let's move away from that. Let's talk about our topic here. The topic is going to be so much shorter than the news, but I think it's interesting, right? It is. I was intrigued when you told me about it. And when we were doing the manga review of Awesomeness, something that Jeff harped on time and time again was how cool Vegeta was at certain points in the story. It's something I talked about in the review of the second Dragon Box as well. When he takes on this kind of quasi-leader role, and he's fighting dirty, and he's got his own agenda, and he's not weighed down by all this other stuff, when he's the focus and can do cool shit, he's a really, really interesting interesting character does fight dirty <laughs> well literally <Yeah. laughs> this part of the series in the frieza arc where he has these little one-on-one -on -one rivalries that we really get a chance to see more of vegeta and actually the tv series goes a little further with one or two of these rivalries let's just jump right into this stuff first one we see is Kiwi, and i like this one because part of the deal with these two is that they're supposed to be the same strength right supposed to be Supp until he goes to earth to <laughs> right did you see the latest abridged i haven't I oh really god need because to they that. totally cover this and i think they do a better job of describing this rivalry in a funny dialogue than we could ever do roll the clip <laughs> no <laughs> i i do have to say one of my new favorite lines of all time unrelated to dragon ball whatsoever it's just one of those like visual gag jokes where someone says something funny i have, I have a new favorite line of dialogue from this episode what, what is that mike i'm not saying 
Okay. I'm not going ru- to ruin it. All, All right. right. So he's supposed to be the same strength, but he's not. Like you said, goes to Earth, comes back. I love the two of them talking with these shitting grins on their faces through the scouters. Vegeta's like, yeah, man, I'm just standing here. Come get me. And Kiwi's flying off and he's smiling and he's shit talking. And he shows up and he's still shit talking for the longest time. He's like, Vegeta, is your scouter broken? You should look at it. He's like, oh, I don't need it. It's unrelated to Vegeta, but then you see Zarbon, Dodori, and Frieza talking about it. I think someone makes an offhand comment about maybe they'll just kill each other and we can be done with the both of them. I think Zarbon says that. <laughs> and that's just great. He's like, I, they'll just take care of each other. But what makes this so, so great is simply the look on Kui's face as Vegeta's powering up. And it culminates in a... Hey, look over there. And I think they carried <laughs> that over into video games. It's like, oh, Frieza-sama and... You you know, he blasts away. I mean, this is Kui's signature attack, is a distraction calling for Frieza. Hey, is that Frieza behind you, Mike? But we do have a little bit prior, and that's when Vegeta first heals up after he's... Is it Frieza Planet 79? Uh, yes. 69 or 79, I don't remember 79. what it was. We'll go with 79, not 69. That right. might go over better. <laughs> Especially Come with these here, right? Kids. Vegeta's walking down that hallway, and that pan-up scene of Kui, you will actually see that used in a lot of like art for the series where they, they take that pan shot. That's one of the only full body shots of Kui that exists. So yep. they use that a lot. I, and it actually looks really nice. I yeah, like. it's, it's a great shot. But Vegeta in the hallway with people, we're going to return to that in a little bit. But the shit talking there, it, it just starts off that, that thing. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but is rivalry the right word here or is it just an intense hatred of each other for no real reason i think it was intense hatred i really do just the way vegeta looks at him you know yeah he's always looked down on him but it's been kind of a but i know you're stronger than me or equals Mm -hmm. but i feel like i'm so much more superior than you with all of these characters i feel like vegeta's just biding his time until all right now you're done for yeah so kui starts it off and then we go over to a couple characters and where he doesn't last very long <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> the couple other characters i don't know if you would call these normal rivalries with vegeta because we don't see a whole lot of kind of pre-existing or confrontations between the i don't know the bardock special you see a little bit where a little chibi vegeta walks in and zarbon to doric at all huffing puffing about him coming in frieza doesn't even turn around which is lovely but they seem to just look down on him just Saiyajin scum, monkeys, and Frieza's a little more polite about it because, I mean, he knows that he's the top. But Zarbon and Dodoria just look down on him like he's just a fly to be But then in the the series, it seems more of a, they're just in Vegeta's way to get to Frieza. Right, right. It's not so much a, I really hate you. It's not really personal. No, they're just in the way. You gotta get rid of him. So the first one he goes after is Dodoria. I mean, we're going in order of strength here. We go from Kui to Dodoria to Zarbon, then onto Ginyutok Sentai. Dodori is interesting because I feel, I don't know, he spent a lot of time with Zarbon because he had two fights with him, but I feel like he spends a good amount of time with Dodori as well because this is where we learn kind of back history about Vegeta's race in this planet, the actual destruction of everything. Right. It's kind of, Dodori is going to tell him everything he wants to know and Vegeta's like, Oh, that's great. I already knew that. Whatever. (laughs) And just kills him. (laughs) It is interesting how Vegeta kind of knew but didn't care. It's, I don't know. I I can't even 
How does a he little put ambiguous. It? Like, did he actually know, or is it just confirming what he thought? I don't yeah, remember what the dialogue was. I'm trying to remember the dialogue because he's even like he just doesn't care about the other science at all. It's no, just like, no. Well, he's totally self-serving. We know this about Vegeta. So, uh, uh, like you said, everyone's just in his way. So he does away with Dodoria. I, I feel like Zarbon again. He's in Vegeta's way, but it does get a little more personal, if only because Zarbon kicks the ever-living shit out of him the first time. Which is a great fight. No, these are fantastic fights. We get some good animation in here, too. And so, I don't know. What, what do you feel about Zarbon? There's so much... Again, Vegeta likes to stand around, smile, and shit-talk at people before they Wait. get fighting. <laughs> Because in their their second battle, he even goes so far as like, oh, there's no way you can beat me even if you are transformed. Right. And right. Zarbon gets all pissed at him. He's like, that's it. I'm just going to kick the shit out of you. He transforms, and it's actually pretty even for a bit. And then mm-hmm. Vegeta's like, okay, I'm going to end this. <laughs> and just punches right through his stomach. Now, that's weird for Vegeta because... You feel like the entire time he does know his place, he does know that he is that much stronger than everyone else. But when Zarbon transforms for that first time, you see the look of fear on his face, and it's a much different situation. So you think that was enough for him to gauge Zarbon, because Zarbon's not going to power up anymore after this point. So does he just inherently know, all right, after my near-death power-up, that was enough, I can do it now, and that's just it? Maybe he doesn't know, but Toriyama knew. Kind oh, of okay. as a plot point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there should be a lot more to say about Vegeta and Zarbon, their their interactions, because we do have these two great fights, but it's not so much of a rivalry. It is, as you said, he's just in the way. And then even uh, we can go back when Vegeta's fighting Kui, Zarbon's scouter blows up and he really right, starts right. to freak out and freeze oh, is just kind of like, eh, don't worry about it. Cause, well, because you know, Frieza knows he can do it, right. And Dodori, like, didn't even believe him. He's like, there is no way. I have a newer scouter. Let me check. And then he freaks out. And well, Frieza does also have that great bit of dialogue. He says, well, what's the problem? The two of you can team up, and that's still more than enough, right? They're just like, okay. <laughs> we don't then, know I mean, if they've ever fought together. I mean, anytime we've ever seen them, Dodoria and the Bardock special, I mean, he had a group with them, but... He fought Bardock fight, and well, it wasn't much of a fight. Kind right. of mouth blasted him, that's it. But they seem to fight individually. Because even in the series, they fight individually. Like, right, right. Zarbon takes on the Namekians, and then Dodoria takes on the others, while right. Zarbon still that's just true. stands there. It was kind of like, I don't even know if they like each other that much. They're just kind of, <laughs> that's they have true. to. All right, let's, let's move on to something that is a genuine rivalry. And I like this one a lot more than Zarbon and Dodoria. Because the TV version expands upon it a little bit. I, I think I ended up tracking it down to episode 62 with Gerd, the little time-stopping member of Ginyu Tokusentai. There's another hallway scene. What is it with Vegeta and rivalries in hallways? He just likes to roam the halls, I guess. I don't know. This was a really good one because the dialogue between them is something substantial. You, you see a lot of Vegeta here. He's cracking jokes about how ridiculous it is that he's been a- admitted to Ginyu Tokusentai as a member of the team like oh but you're so just short a and-, and you suck you're and- a midget isn't that ridiculous? And he does this amazing thing where he like tosses his hands up in the air and laughs, which is something really out of character for Vegeta, where he's kind of over emoting at this point, especially where the animation is taking such a dive at this point in the series to see them do something like that was pretty interesting as well. But what I love about this scene is just as Gerd's about to like, 
totally freeze time and just kick the shit out of him. This blast comes out of nowhere, knocks his ass to the ground. Frieza hovers in over top of Gerd, and I really thought he was going to lower his hover car a little bit to like, you know, that underneath of his car is kind of this rounded point. pointy. I thought he was going to dig it into his armor a little bit just to show him who's boss. But, you know, Frieza, he doesn't do stuff like that. All he needs to do is just hover over top of him, not turn his head around, and just say, gentlemen, all right, Vegeta, how about you and I, just the two of us, we're going to go scout out a planet together. And then he just hovers down the hallway and is left with the two of them. Vegeta laughs his ass off and runs after Frieza. And that's... That's funny to me because we know how much Vegeta hates Frieza. I mean, his goal is just to overtake Frieza. He doesn't care about his family, his race, whatever. He just wants to be the strongest. But he's playing along just because it pisses off Gerd that much. That's why he's doing it, just to piss off the green guy. All the short people never get any respect. <laughs> I know, and none of them like each other either. Which is fine by me because I'm tall and I make fun of the short people. So. <laughs> Take me over to the fight with, well, these two don't even fight. I mean, Vegeta interrupts a fight. So. Yeah. Well, and I think we should even, you could do the whole Tokusentai in general. I mean, when they first show up, they all refer to Vegeta as Vegeta-chan. Yes, yes. And he gets pissed. <laughs> he but he like knows this. there's nothing he can do. No, and this is one of those moments where Vegeta, I mean, he is fearful as all hell. You see that look on his face. I mean, he goes as far as to say, destroy that Dragon Ball. I mean, he wants these Dragon Balls for himself, but he knows... I, I got to do something. I mean, obviously that didn't work out for them, but yeah, I, I guess the rivalry is just with Gerd, but there's a, a hatred and a fear of the entire five-member team. Right. And he doesn't... Uh, so then when Gerd is going after Gohan and Krillin, he finally just takes his chance and jumps in. I wonder how they'll edit that on Nicktoons. <laughs> well, if the uh, 10 years ago dubs any indication, they will edit the body back over to the head, right? Woohoo! The, the dialogue in there is great because... Gerd's like, oh, I'm supposed to be fighting these two. Vegeta says something like, well, those were your rules, your agreements. Yeah. I never said anything about that. And then he just blows up his head. I, I always thought this was much longer, but the two of them talk for just a brief second before mm -hmm. he just says, you know what, that's it. And he just blows up his head right then and there. That's it. It's a very quick fight. And I think we all, all realized who was going to win. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I would love to have the stopping time abilities. That would be pretty cool. Well, you could say that about any ability in the series, right? Okay, uh, I want that. I mean, most people say, oh, I want to fly. How about Frieza? Do you feel that there's enough of a rivalry there, or is that just uh, you're so much stronger than me and I hate you on principle? Yeah, I don't even think you can really consider that a rivalry. I mean, just for how devastated Vegeta is every time he thinks he's you know, the Super Saiyajin, and then Frieza's like, ah, I'll just transform. <laughs> well, Vegeta even coaxes him into doing it the first time. Right. And he thought he'd be able to do that. It was hilarious when he's just like, oh, you busted off your armor? What kind of transformation is that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's one, and then, oh, man. Just a look on his face. The poor guy. I feel like he should have known better from Zarbon, but he's also probably thinking, all right, I know that they can transform. I can handle a transformation, but not so not much. Not three of them. So I guess there's not a whole lot to say about him and Frieza. It's just, I hate you. And I think that was more of a servant-master relationship than a right. rivalry. And it was good to uh, be done with that, even though he ended up dying in the process and someone else avenged him, sort of, kind of, but yeah. got taken care of, right? His rival avenged him. <laughs> there you go. See? I mean, that, that is the big rivalry throughout the entire series and culminates with even the uh, 
the jump special. So that all Which works out. Awesome. All right. I, I mean, it's, it's a short topic and there's not a whole lot to say about it, but I think it's interesting to just break it down character by character, see kind of where it started and how Vegeta deals with that little bit of a rivalry there. And rivalries are just a big theme throughout the entire series anyway. I mean, that's that's a shonen trope in general. Right. It's rivalry I mean, it starts characters. at the beginning of the series, and it goes all the way through. Usually it's, you become an ally and a friend, but in this case it's, well, uh, I'm just going to sequentially kill you all. If I can beat you, then you have to like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, so with our topic done, let's head on over, uh, where are we going now? Let's go do releases. Keith, get us going here on uh, April 16th. We were talking about it earlier. Dragon Ball Ogonoshi, The Golden Warrior. It's a new illustration book that's coming out. Um, we do have information on it, so if you listen to the news portion, you can pick up on that. You can go over and grab it on Amazon Japan, if you'd like, for 1,200 yen. And I believe there is no discount. And you'll have to pay a crap ton for shipping. But yeah. go buy the book. Yes, at some point. Bundle it with something. Like with all these other things that are coming up next. That's right. Over here in America, I just double-checked it. It is still coming out, apparently. Though we all have some kind of bets on it. I think I'm the one who said it is coming out, but you and Mary both think it'll be and delayed. And Mary and I said that it's going to get delayed. We'll see. We got about 10 days here. Vizbig Dragon Ball Z number 7, covering Tankobon 35-37, going by Viz's original DBZ graphic novel volumes. That was 19-21. through 21. MSRP is uh, 17.99. Amazon, let's click it again, just because we have to check the price and the release date. All right. Pre-order price is still 12.23, and the release date is still April 20th. I think, I think we're going to nice be all right. a nice round number. All right, moving on. The next day over in Spain. Take it away. We have Dragon Ball Volume 5. The remastered edition in Spain, Saga del 22, <laughs> Tornado de Artes Miracales. Did I do that right? <laughs> Marciales, not miracles. Whatever. N- not that my pronunciation's any better, but <laughs> listen to me. Like I'm, I'm trying to correct and help you on that. Yeah. We need Julian. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Find your headset, please. Um, that's a R2 Powell version. Uh, DB. TV episodes 89 through 108. There are five language tracks and Castilian subtitles. You can get that for 49.95 euro at Zona Davide. And we also have Dragon Ball Z Movies Set 1, which contains the first eight Dragon Ball Z movies. And that is also R2 Pal. And those are all contained on eight discs, so you get one movie per disc. That's a little weird, especially with the Dragon Box releases bundling up on at least it's two movies very each. very weird. Now, if they include like 35 audio tracks, then I can <laughs> well, see Well, that's it. true. We <laughs> have five language tracks per movie. I did confirm that, too, so I wasn't sure because the movies, you know, sometimes different from the TV series. But nope, same five languages for the movies. That's weird. Anyway, it had same subtitles, Castilian and question mark 59.95 euro did you confirm yeah, that I'm, I'm seeing conflicting msrps on it but it does seem to be costing a little more than the um tv volumes that seems to be about the average price so something around there and that is also on sonadavidday.com all right moving over to japan we have a day full of kai on april 23rd you just love those days yeah yeah i'm not buying yeah. any of them kai blu-ray box three this is episodes 28 to 39 on four discs remember the blu-ray release is four by three in high definition msrp is 15960 yen uh cd japan orders 15200 amazon pre-order way down at 11 Thousand six hundred ninety-eight. 
Also that day, we've got Kai single disc DVD releases, volumes 9 and 10. Those will be episodes 25 through 27 and 28 through 30, respectively. Remember that the DVD is the cropped as seen on TV 16 by 9 in standard def. MSRP is 29.40 each. CD Japan pre-orders 2,800. Amazon Japan pre-orders 21.76. One last thing in April, Heath. On April 30th, we have the Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 3 coming from Germany. Uh, it's from publisher Kaze. And it's based on the French video transfer, so it's not all that great. It's not the Dragon Box version, but heck, get it anyway. It uh, contains DBZ episodes 75 through 107, and it has an MSRP of 66.99 euros, which you can get off of Amazon Japan. Or Amazon Germany. Amazon Germany, or whichever country you choose, because we do not discriminate. Looking at the episode numbers, that would end right before Garlic Jr., right? Yes. All right, so closing uh, out the freezer. Garlic Jr. is like 109, something like that. Yeah, thereabouts. All right, um, we've been talking for a long-ass time, so we're actually going to just wrap up the episode here. I will remind you, though, about the contest we have going on. I'm not going to break into a contest segment, because it's not a podcast exclusive contest. Everything you need to know is on the website. Goku's Corner, which is the official fan site from uh, Namco Bandai Games, they are sponsoring a contest with us, giving away Attack of the Saiyans on DS. In addition to that, you can also get a nice mug with uh, Capsule Core stuff on it and a mini scroll with a bunch of uh, blonde people in Piccolo. That is cool stuff. We're doing a random drawing contest where you just send in an email to contest at dizex.com. Pay attention to the rules. That's a different email address. But we're giving you, uh, just like we like to do all the time with contests, mostly because I like to laugh. We give you a chance to have your entry count as two entries if you come up with a little story. Just be sure to read all the details there. It ties in with the game itself because something that I think everyone laughed their balls off over when Jake first got the game was writing about it was the side mission with uh, (laughs) Goku teaming up with Bubbles and Gregory. If you haven't played the game, I won't spoil what happens there, but it involves bodily functions and maybe that's enough to... It's hilarious. But uh, yeah, kind of celebrating that game actually being decent and then DS2 coming out. We don't have a date, but sometime. I can't remember if they said summer or fall, but it's coming out at some point this year. But hey, you can win a free DS game. That is good stuff. And we like free stuff. That's it. That was episode 216 our show here. Next week, we're going to try to hit you up with the otherwise previously scheduled manga review of awesomeness. That would be volume 34. We are starting up with the Cell game itself. Goku has just stepped into the ring. So I know I'm pretty excited about covering that material. We've got a bunch of other good stuff coming in the near future as well. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, all that good stuff, I know we didn't hit up any emails this episode. We'll try to hit you with a bunch of them next week podcast at dizex.com p-o-d-c-a-s-t at d-a-i-z-e-x.com uh we got our facebook page facebook.com slash dizex we got twitter twitter.com slash dizex we're all over the place we got a forum with a bazillion members we got our chat with everyone talking about pokemans and uh oh dude <laughs> pokemon, that's why i don't go there <laughs> pokemon black and white just announced are already talking about all that how the towns look different i mean ostensibly a, a dragon ball chat room but right now it's mostly you people in your pokemans pokemans chat room right now pocket monsters so uh head on over to the site dizex.com but heath go ahead plug away yourself because you got some cool stuff up right now too we have some cool stuff you can find myself and mr jake herms over at kanzentai.com, K-A-N-Z-E-N-T-A-I.com. Uh, we just put up a bunch of new content, I guess you could call it, 
Um, let's see, we translated all the human dictionary stuff from Dice Entry 7. That's been up. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Jake put a lot of work into that. I'm sure he has more coming at some point. But I guess at the moment he's trying to graduate. So Oh, that's important too. I know. Oh, isn't it isn't it cute when they graduate school? Oh yay. Um and you can also find us on Twitter at Constantai underscore com because Constantai was taken. Do not talk to that guy. Talk to us. What was it like an angry fan of the site or is it something else or what is no, it? it was or do you not want a, to talk about it? Well, I can talk about it. When I first went to sign up for Twitter um, it was right after you had, and I was like, oh, that's great. I got to jump on that because I had just been on Twitter myself for a while. Yeah, same goes. And, I totally forgot to sign up for the site. And someone had already taken Konzentai. And so I just asked, I was like, would you mind if I just, you know, would you switch usernames? Because he doesn't, he just uses it as his username, but not as his actual name. Oh, and he's right. like, no, I'm just, I'm a really big fan of Cell, so I'm going to keep it. Oh, like, okay. okay. Fine. I was like, I'll just have to figure out another way to do it. Um, and then other than that, um, may see a little kind of hiatus on the site for a while because I'm not sure when Jake and I are going to get around to much else. He's trying to graduate. I will hopefully be starting a new job this next week. So Excellent. We will see what happens. Cool. Oh, and we have uh, GT episodes on the site, some information pages if people want to go learn about GT and some of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Nice. Oh, and uh, you're officially confirmed for coming to Otakon, right? I am. I will announce it here on the podcast. I will be there. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're doing anything. I mean, we've no, submitted I mean, things, but... I'll be there, hopefully doing something. We're excited. We, we did submit a couple panels, and I know. We're really I'm really hoping. pumped. I hope a lot of people come out. <sighs> Dude, any Dragon Ball panel, the number of people that show up is, I, I think, really a testament well, but I to... want people to come that like me. I mean, that's... Oh, oh well, that's going to be a little more difficult. I know. There aren't too many people like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more you're on the show, this is how it works for anyone in any sort of public eye. The more you exist, the more people hate you. So I have is, I have found that out over the years. This is why I like having you on the show because people can just hate you now. It's great. I know. I don't I don't come on to try to make people mad at me. I no, think no. Happens. I try There's to make no you mad at me and then other people get <laughs> mad at me. No, it's all in good fun. We all love the series and love talking about it. That's right. That's what we're here for. Alright, we're done. This is two sixteen. We'll see you next week for right? Is that right? Yeah, this is yeah, two sixteen. Yeah, Alright, two seventeen next week. So uh for Heath, thanks dude. Oh no problem, man, anytime. And for Julian, off in Japan, moving in with the lady. Unpacking. Unpacking, good times. My name is Mike for GWX. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Dies and Should We X the podcast? It was a great time, wasn't it? We'll see you next week. Yeah.